Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Hello and welcome to the Profit with Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel. And today, this is a bonus episode with an excerpt from our Law Firm Growth Summit. Our summit is coming up. Our 2022 event is coming up December 5th to the 7th. And we want you there. Um, The Law Firm Growth Summit, if you're not familiar with it, is an event that is absolutely free to attend. It's run virtually. We do a really good job with virtual events. It's not your typical Zoom webinar. It is a a conference platform where you can come and meet other attorneys um, and uh, uh, other people who are on the same at the same level as you and collaborate with them. We give you an an opportunity to network. We give you an opportunity to connect with them. Uh, We also bring in some amazing vendors uh, and we have a vendor booth area where you can get um, access to questions that you might have for them on what their product has to offer, um, special deals that they might offer that um, is not available anywhere else. And uh, you're getting that exclusively at the Law Firm Growth Summit. Now, the real meat and potatoes of the event is the topics, the sessions. And what we did this year is we we broke up the, the tracking of those sessions into your specific uh, law firm size. So we have the startup category, which is zero to 250K in revenue. We have the expansion category, 250K to, to 2 million. And we have the legacy creator category, which is 2 million and above. And those are just guidelines, but we really tried to gear the topics to our variation of audience. We want everybody in, you know, to to be able to attend and get get value. So we don't want you to feel like, oh, this is this is beneath me or this is too too um, too advanced for me. We want you to have the right information for you. Now we have over thirty leaders and experts and influencers in the, in the industry that are going to be gracing our stage. Uh, so you want to make sure that you don't miss it. You want to go to lawfirmgrowsummit.com forward slash podcast, lawfirmgrowsummit.com forward slash podcast, and join us at the 2022 Law Firm Growth Summit. There's other exciting things going on. We're going to have some game shows, some prizes, um, and uh, other opportunities for you to to really enjoy the event um, and get the most out of it possible. On top of that, we have two amazing keynote sessions. We have Mike Michalowicz, renowned book author, um, of Profit First and Clockwork and Pumpkin Plan and Fix This Next and Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. Um, he he actually spoke last year at the 2021 event on Profit First. This year, he is not talking on Profit First, uh, but everybody loved his talk so much that I had to have him come back. And he's going to be doing a talk on uh, creating uh, a, a business that can run without you uh, based on the content of his book, Clockwork. It's going to be a great talk. You want to make sure that, you be, that you're there. And then we have Jennifer Core Guthbert. Um, and Jennifer is a rock star law firm owner out of Atlanta. She uh, owns the Atlanta personal injury firm. And she is one of only 10 women-owned business to make the Inc. 5000 list this year which is huge, um, rapidly growing firm. And she's going to be talking about 
how to stake your claim, right? Like what, like take, take what's yours, uh, you know, own the right to be successful um, and how to do it while balancing uh, your personal life in the process. She's a mom, she's got young kids. Um, how does she do it all uh, with, you know, with all of that other stuff going on without sacrificing those pieces? And um, I'm excited to have her uh, joining us as a keynote speaker as well. So some really amazing stuff going on at the Law Firm Growth Summit. Remember, registration is absolutely free. All you got to do is go to lawfirmgrowthsummit.com forward slash podcast and um, and and register and sign up. So uh, the link to that is in, in the, the description of this episode. You don't have to go far. Just go in your podcast player, click that link and go in and put in your information and make sure that you register for the event so you can join us at the 2022 Law Firm Growth Summit. Here's the reality. When we're talking about remote teams, I mentioned this earlier in the panel, is the idea that any team can work remotely as long as you've got the right tools and the right people. So we need to have people that are comfortable with technology. We need to have people that are comfortable communicating. And in fact, as we're gonna talk about in a few minutes, I would encourage you to over communicate when you're working remotely because that can solve a lot of issues that otherwise would come up. So if you can drop in the chat just now, I'm assuming over the last year, all of us have worked remotely at least for some small amount of time, whether it was the entire year or part of the year. I want to know what you found as the biggest challenges when you were working remotely. And I want you to be as specific as possible. So for example, if your challenge was, you know, my assistant um, was never available when I needed her, or, you know, the paralegal wasn't getting the work done on time, or whatever the challenge was, that's what I want to hear. Maybe you just missed socializing and communicating with people. That's a big thing too. Um, so please drop it in the chat, whatever it is that you found the biggest challenge um, over the last year, um, working remotely, whether it was for a week or a month or the whole year maybe, or maybe you're still working remotely. Um, just if you can drop that in the chat, I would love to chat about that. Um, I'll tell you my background as a practicing attorney, when I started my firm, we were remote and we operated remotely for over 10 years and had some great success, but it did, it took a certain type of person, it took a certain type of tool. And so a lot of those tools we'll be talking about today, including some new ones that weren't around when I had my law firm, um, that can really benefit you now. And so we will be looking at that. Um, we have somebody sharing that a contract attorney wasn't delivering on time and not responding to emails. Yeah, that's rough. We will address that um, specifically in the presentation, but you're exactly right. When, when you're not getting stuff on time, it feels like things aren't working, right? Because you don't have what you need. Um, and Stacy offers up understanding whether or not someone truly doesn't have the time to get tasks done. Yeah, it the capacity. It can be hard to judge the capacity, right? Like, are they not getting it done because they're slacking? Are they not getting it done because, you know, they can't? Like, did we give them too much? Um, so capacity is a real issue. Uh, Catherine says lack of communication and specific instructions. Yes, we're going to talk about that. I absolutely agree. And then um, Samantha offers up also being so precise and giving the right instructions is tough and time consuming. It can be, yeah, it really can be. Now, of course, the more precise we are, we're hopeful that the more um, compliance we get, right? But that can take more time. Um, okay, so all of these things we're gonna address specifically. And I want you to understand that there are numerous solutions, but what it really, really comes down to in my experience is communication. And communication is the key. That's what all of this wraps around. That's why, you know, well, Catherine said it specifically lack of communication. Um, but 
Stacy wondering whether or not someone truly has the time to get stuff done, we're not getting that information, right? We're not having it communicated to us by the person or by any other method. Um, and then also trying to um, give the right type of instructions. Obviously we need to communicate that with some precision. It all boils, each one of these problems that you guys are listing are very typical and they all boil down to communication. And so when I was talking on the panel earlier, I mentioned the idea that if we're, um, you know, if we're in the office next to someone, we don't second, we don't give a second thought to that communication. We turn our head, we say what we need to say. We walk down the hall to get a drink of water, we say what we need to say. And so it's something that we take for granted when we're physically located near each other. It's not that we can't do it remotely, it's just that we have to be more intentional and we have to um, make a plan for it because if we're just gonna leave it up to whatever everyone can figure out, that's not going to be a very helpful solution. And so it all comes down to communication. Okay, so when we talk, uh, sorry, I was laughing. Uh, Aletha, you were mentioning having to provide so many details, it's quicker to do it yourself. Um, you know what, a lot of times you are correct and I've been in that spot as well. And I mean, in my current job also, I mean, not just when I was an attorney or when I was practicing, but the idea is that you're right, but if I do it once and I document that I'm doing it, recorded on a Zoom video, I've got Zoom up all day anyway, recorded on my phone, you know, uh, write it down if that's something that's easier for me. If I document it somehow, now I can pass it on to someone else and now I don't have to do it every time. And so I think that while you are correct, if we're looking at, if we're taking a broader view of it and looking at how can I document that one time I'm gonna do it so I don't ever have to do it again, that can be really, really helpful. And we're gonna talk about documenting what you're doing and how you're doing it in a few minutes. So the idea being that communication is absolutely key. And so what are some of the things that we can do or that we can learn um, and use in our communication? And this again is just here to uh, remind us that you know this is what your office looked like then, it was easy to see those glass walls were like waving through the walls and signaling to people, you know, come on over, I need your help, whatever. Um, or we're walking down the hallway because in the room next door is our associate and we can just tell them what to do. Those are the things that came very easily in that workspace. Now your office looks a lot more like this. Now you've got a computer, maybe you've got a phone with some <laughs> ear pods. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we are adapting the things that we did in the office to work very easily remotely. And so what are some of the tools that we use to do this? If you haven't met me yet, I am one of the biggest fans of practice management software. I cannot even go on. I mean, this presentation would take a week for me to explain why I'm the, well, all the reasons why I'm a fan of practice management software. But specifically what we're looking for in this uh, instance is project management. So keep in mind, there's a big difference between a CRM or a, you know, customer relationship management or, you know, um, uh, products like Clio Grow, intake software, that kind of stuff. There's a big difference between that type of software where we're really tracking relationships and interactions to project management, where we're really trying to track what are we trying to get done. In my opinion, project management is the key tool that is going to help you and your team be productive when working in a remote um, in a remote setting. So whether we're talking, just to give you some examples, if you guys have practice management software already, you probably already have, in fact, I'm sure you have that feature within it. Um, so we might be talking about Clio's task lists. We might be talking about uh, My Case workflows, Practice Panther workflows, FileVine automated workflows. 
all of them have some type of feature like this that's going to help you to track what's getting done. And I want you to lean into that feature. I want you to be using it as robustly as you can. And before you tell me, you know what, I have it, it's not very good, I need to find something else. That may be true, but until you've actually used it to its fullest, I really question whether or not it's the tool or whether or not it's you and your staff trying to figure out how to make this happen. And more often than not, I find that there are lots of attorneys and staff out there that really could benefit from the tools they already have. They just don't have the time or haven't taken or prioritized the time and energy to figure it out or to do the training or to get the help they need in order to use it. And so before you start shopping for some other tool or spending a lot more money, please lean into that feature of your practice management software and see how you can make it work for you. Um, you know, I ran my practice off of Clio Task List for years and it was wonderful because it allowed me as a manager slash owner to be able to see what was going on on all my cases at any given time. And so I could better, we were talking about capacity a few minutes ago, so I could better understand um, what everybody was working on, what they should be working on, what they got done, what they didn't get done, what still needed to be done. So I was able to essentially work in that manager capacity and not have to do all the work, but see what was happening on these files. And so it's definitely a tool that I would encourage you to lean into, especially given the fact that you may already own it and just not be using that feature. If you're looking for something outside of um, legals, you know, non-legal specific, there's some great tools like Monday.com or Trello or Asana that can also help in this regard. Now, keep in mind, there are tools that um, that work better with a more linear case. So, for example, if I'm, you know, if I'm doing an immigration application, those are very consistent as far as I get the information, I fill out the application, I send it in, I wait. I wait, I wait, I follow up, we finally get a response and we um, act on that response. So that's very linear, so is estate planning. Um, there's a lot of other practice areas like that. When you get into an area like litigation, now it's a little more challenging, right? Because your case does not always go the same way. So if I'm, um, you know, if I have a contract case that we're suing on a contract, you know, there might be a motion to dismiss, there might be, there's all kinds of things that could come up. Family law is notorious for this. And so keep in mind that while we can still use these tools for that complex litigation, it's not going to be as helpful if we're trying to visualize it linearly because it's not linear. Um, so instead, what we do is we break down those uh, practice areas. We break them down into smaller bits. So what do we do when there's a motion to dismiss? What do we do when there's a motion to um, adjust the child support? What do we do for this scenario? So we build these mini lists as opposed to this one straight all the way through list. And that goes back to one of the complaints we saw earlier that was talking about um, well, that was talking about uh, making sure that people are doing what they were supposed to be doing. So if we get very specific, and obviously this spent this requires some time to build this all out, but time well spent. I cannot tell you how your life will change when you build out these workflows and assign these tasks to particular people because now I've got a list of 15 things we do on every complaint and I can assign it to a person. And now I can give them a deadline. And so now we've got the who does what by when that I'm now monitoring. And if I see people that are consistently overdue, 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 that's a red flag. I need to talk to them. What's going on? How can we support you in getting stuff done? Um, so 
that's why I say lean into your project management, whether it's in your practice management software or another tool, that's something I highly recommend. Um, okay, next we're gonna take a look at the second most important thing I think um, is document information and storage. So when again, when we're in the office, we walk over to the file cabinet, we grab the file, we start working on the file. We don't have that anymore, right? Or maybe one person has the physical file at their house and nobody else does, so that doesn't help us. Um, so if you're not storing your documents in the cloud, um, I would highly, highly recommend that it's time to jump on board. Um, it just opens up the number of opportunities. It opens up the pool of people that you can work with. It opens up the availability of all of this information. If somebody is hoarding information, not on purpose necessarily, but just by not giving other people access, if other people don't have access to that information, whether it's documents or notes or whatever it is, if they don't have access to that information, they can't help you. They can't do their job. And so the more we can share that information, the more helpful it's gonna be and the more other people are gonna be able to help you. And so whether we're talking about practice management software, which oftentimes has document storage within it, I've listed a couple of examples there, or we're talking about uh, software that only does document storage, things like Dropbox, Box, Ignite, that kind of thing. Um, those are also very helpful. And then lastly, notes. Again, your practice management software has a spot for notes. And so the more information we're putting in what I like to call our shared brain, then the more people have access to that. And so um, those tools are fantastic. If you're looking for something outside of practice management, there's Evernote, there's Microsoft OneNote you may already have included in your subscription. Um, and there's Google Keep as another option. Um, so giving people access to information is very, very important. Now, the idea here when we're looking at both the project management and the document and information storage, the idea is that ideally this place where we're storing this information, whether it's you know workflows or a document or whatever, if we can keep that all in one place or in as few places as possible, that's really ideal because we don't wanna have to have people going to 10 different places to find 10 different bits of information. Um, so if we can keep it contained in one or two or three pieces of software, that's fantastic. Um, but the idea is that when we're using these um, workflows specifically, we're keeping as much communication in there as possible. So I'm assigning things through the workflow, I'm monitoring progress through the workflow, I'm doing all kinds of things like that, and that's reducing the amount of communication that we need, frankly, is through email or phone calls or you know Slack messages or anything else because now that's all documented in one place. And if I wanna know what's going on in the file, I just go to the file and I look and I can see because it's constantly being updated. So if everyone's constantly updating their own things, then we don't have to worry about me emailing you to ask what's going on. And then you give me an update and then I have a question about it and then I email back my question. Or even if that's in a Slack exchange, which we'll talk about those um, methods of communication in a few minutes. Wherever we're doing that communicating, it's still taking more time and it's still um, a method of going back and forth. Whereas if I just have everyone constantly um, updating what they're doing in a particular place, now I know. Now I don't have to go looking for it. And it's not just me as the owner manager, it's also other team members. So if I have something I need to do, but I can't finish, I can't do it till someone else finishes their part, now they have updates on how that's progressing. So ultra, ultra important. Have you been enjoying the show? We sure hope so. 
To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. Next week, we will be back with more valuable resources and ideas on how to break the mold and take your law firm to the next level.